run out of words to describe what is happening in the United States. And like every week, every Friday morning at this time, we talk to Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington correspondent. And Reggie, to be honest, I don't know what to say anymore because every week it just seems to get stranger. It does, uh, but that's American <laughs> politics. So true. That is American politics. So let's let's break this down. We'll start the two major candidates for president this fall. Let's start on the Donald Trump side here because uh, there was a lot of stuff that went on in court this week. Sure. Uh, there were two big things that went on in court. Number one, uh, Donald Trump was told by an appeals court here in the District of Columbia that he does not have any kind of shield from prosecution, uh, pushing back on this fight that his legal team said that he had presidential immunity to, to fight the, the J6 charges and the, sub, uh, the election subversion charges. We have to wait to see if he's going to appeal that. He has until Monday to do that. And then yesterday we had the Supreme Court case about uh, whether or not he can appear on ballots in the upcoming primary season. What was interesting about this, when we talked yesterday, this had just been getting underway. 24 hours later, or just about 24 hours later, the entire bench, including some of the liberal appointed justices, uh, they all appeared to be on Trump's side, that one state shouldn't be allowed to make a determination of who's eligible. Okay, but this is just one of the cases, right? Well, it is just one of the cases, but the Colorado case is important because it's the first. And we know that in Maine, the state had said that he would be ineligible to be on the ballot pending a Supreme Court decision. And knowing that we're likely going to get something in the next couple of weeks here, if the court sides with Donald Trump and allows him to stay on Colorado's ballot, that essentially puts an end to it and he'll be on ballots around the country. If they go in the other direction, that's copycat litigation. But based on the arguments and the response yesterday, this is a court that appears to be more on the side with with Trump than they do with Colorado. Interesting. Okay, now let's talk about the race for the Republican nomination, because normally, Reggie, when we get to the state of Nevada, not a huge amount of attention is paid to it in terms of the primary. But this year, that is not the case, all because there actually wasn't a name on the ballot. Yeah, I mean, look, the way that Nevada did it this year is is different. They typically used to have a caucus. They decided to go by way of doing a primary this year, but that leaves it more open to a potential different outcome than what Republicans may have wanted because, uh, you know, with a caucus, which was held last night, it's a defined time. You have to be in a defined place, uh, and it can be difficult for people to show up. Still, that was a, a way to keep Donald Trump as a winner. So what did the GOP do? They, they allowed the primary to take place on Tuesday. Nikki Haley was the main name on that ticket. She didn't win because most people checked none of the candidates that are listed on this ticket. Um, and then at the pro- at the caucus last night, Donald Trump won because that was what was expected. He was one of the only people that were running in that caucus. And the GOP changed the rules, said only the caucus winner would be the one that matters and, and take away the delegates. So, I mean, it's a bit of a political mess. Yeah, but that sounds so bizarre. It's, it's confusing. And it left people had to have to go and vote twice in the same race. But ultimately, it allowed for the GOP to give Donald Trump another victory. And what does that do? It now gives Nikki Haley her third loss heading into her home state of South Carolina later this month. Right, because it's about the perception, isn't it? Like the momentum and all of that, Reggie, because if if you said three in a row now that she has lost, she's not really getting that momentum. No, she's not. And I mean, she's, she's, she's not dropping out. I mean, she's remaining a thorn in the side of the Trump campaign. And what's that doing? It's forcing them to focus on Nikki Haley more than it is forcing him to force 
focus on uh, on Donald Trump. But ultimately, I mean, in order to win the presidency, um, money matters. And if you don't have victories, you are going to start losing donors. And if you start losing donors, you have an inability to pay for your staff on the campaign trail. So we're approaching a point of where Nikki Haley is going to have to likely make a decision here. The question is, does it happen before South Carolina or after a potential small or big loss? Right. And clearly the Trump campaign would love to focus their attention not on Nikki Haley, but more on President Joe Biden, because there's a lot of material to work with. Have a listen to this. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away. It's kind of angry Joe Biden there, Reggie. What was going on? So, I, I, look, the, the he was under investigation for his uh, alleged mishandling of classified documents. And the special counsel who did the investigation is a Republican-appointed prosecutor. And he came out to say, look, there was willful negligence here in the way that Biden did this. But because he cooperated, he's cleared of all charges. Also worth pointing out, you can't charge a sitting president, but that's beside the point. Inside this, you know, 400-page report, there were some pretty big digs at Biden's mental acuity, where at one point the investigator says if we present him to a jury they may be sympathetic because he's a well-meaning uh elderly man with a poor memory it's it's a gratuitous Ooh, point to put inside a report it's unnecessary um like and people kind of, don't know how old joe biden is like yeah, that's already it, what they make fun of him for yeah and, but look the investigator also made points during this report that that biden you know was forceful in his responses and he, he made a couple of mistakes but the point is that's what's being picked up on now and you have republicans and some democrats saying, look, Biden's age is a vulnerability and he's it's exposed in this report. And then yesterday, last night, when he came out to talk about the, the clearing in that report, he dipped into foreign policy and he confused the leaders of Mexico and oh. Egypt. Uh, and, and it kind of walked back everything that he'd been trying to put forward. So this is now a hurdle for the Biden campaign to clear Joe Biden of, of this kind of potential liability in being his age that was highlighted in a report that Donald Trump is seizing on to say, look at the double standard here. He's not getting charged. I was indicted. Yeah. What is the deal then with the classified documents? Does nobody in the United States know how to deal with classified documents? It would it would appear not. Uh, I mean, look, Biden says that this was from when he was vice president. They were personal notes. It was it was accidental. The big difference here is it's the same situation. Documents are documents. But Joe Biden fully cooperated with investigators. Donald Trump obstructed uh, and lied through his law lawyers to stop investigators from getting into Mar-a-Lago. So it's two of the same stories with two very different approaches, which is why Donald Trump faced indictment. Joe Biden, who knows if he wasn't the president, would he be facing potential charges? That's an open question because, again, you can't charge a sitting president. Right. Boy, it seems like these two cases are kind of almost blending together now, aren't they? They are. And, and it's it's adding to that reality here when Americans say we don't like either of these candidates. We don't want a Biden Trump rematch. And now you have this point of where Biden and Trump are facing similar issues with age and with 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 scandals. Um, you know, and, and the big question is going to be in November. Is that going to impact turnout? Oh, boy. It just makes your job more interesting. I'm Reggie. Thank you. Thank you.